Oh yeah. Bay vibes with a whole lot of laughs. Kicking knowledge on the new podcast. Dad vibes, but we run it with class. Listen up, show love, homie. It's the second half. Yeah, it's the second half. Hey, it's the second half. Kicking knowledge on the new podcast. Listen up, show love, homie. It's the second half. So what's up everyone back at the second half You got us here doing a off-site recording here at Studio 925 With some special guests But first off we got Harold Sweeney Todd The Demon Barber We got Mr. Jason Harrison A fresh face that you guys all know And our honored guest today is Tatiana Almaraz uh, Bay Area fighter Local product from Pittsburgh So we're going to go all in here And uh Get you caught up with Tati. How are you doing, Tati? I'm doing good today. Thank you. How are you? We're doing good. We're we're, we're rested. We just saw Tati do ten rounds of warm ups. So, uh, oh, <laughs> and in watching her warm ups, I am very fatigued for her. <laughs> I I can't even believe that that was just a warm up. But yeah. we were told that that was your second workout for mm-hmm. today. Yeah, I was here this morning, or bright and early. <laughs> on my day off but it's okay so how long was that first workout uh we got here what two like 10 30 finished at like 11 45 12 yeah so he, fin- he finished 11 45 I, I had to stay back a little bit longer yeah. finish up but um but yeah it was it's intense okay Maybe. well let's uh let's kind of start from the beginning um what got you into this what got you into boxing well my sorry i have something in my ear forgive me um my dad used to fight when he was when he was younger, um, and he kind of introduced it to us. He, we used to actually fight when we were at home, like just us. I have uh, four sisters, so we used to between us we used to uh, do a lot of sparring at home, and you know because my dad liked it, and he, he just kind of he was an athlete, so he wanted us to be a little bit more athletic. So we we loved it, and you know we just did it then. And um, when I was around middle no high school, uh, a friend. My, one of my sister's boyfriends um, introduced me to it. He told me about a gym to go to, and I just, I went there, CYC, and I just, I loved it. <laughs> it just became something I, I continued so to do. So all sisters? Yes, all, all girls, yes. What number are you? I'm number four. I'm the fourth one. Oh, wow. So, yeah. Okay. I can see why your dad really wanted to bring you up in boxing then. He wanted a boy, but he never got yeah. <laughs> He didn't get it, so he, you know, he. Hey, girls are tough. You know, girls are real tough. I think so too. Yeah, yeah. They uh, they definitely have a high threshold for pain. Right. <laughs> I'm going to confess something embarrassing really fast mm-hmm. because you just finished ten rounds at your second workout, but I am still sweating more than you. So that's <laughs> just to clarify <laughs> how I'm feeling right now. Um, so kind of just to discuss this further, you start picking up in high school. Walk us through what that was like. Well, when I, I mean, I was really, really shy in high school, so I, like, I, you know, that helped me a little bit, you know, come out a little bit more, um, but after, when I would go to school, I would, um, my freshman year is when I started, at the end of the freshman year, um, I would just, after school, I would walk to, to the gym and train and then come home. When, the more I got comfortable with it, like, I, I would start, instead of taking, like, PE classes or, uh, or um, extracurriculars, I would, uh, I, w- I would take PE classes. So that I could do my running in between, you know, in between the while I had there. Because after school, I would mm-hmm. go right to, to boxing. Mm-hmm. I didn't really have much time to run, so I would do the PE classes and I would uh, run in between those. Because my teachers already knew that. Um, a lot of people knew that I that I fought um, in high school, so I would do that just so I could maintain, you know, my cardio and everything, and then you know go train after. Um, nobody really messed with me or anything because of it. You know, I was just really a really shy person, but like I just never. 
like I wasn't like in fights or anything like that right. <laughs> because a lot of people assume that you're a fighter or that you're no I never I never did I was just you know the boxing was the boxing but it it kind of uh, helped me build a lot of character and a lot of not status I would say but more of like people kind of knew already and they, they didn't say much to me mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so did dad want you to do it or you wanted to do it because you said he introduced it he to introduced you. it to us yeah. but he he never like pushed for it I I said when my sister's uh m- Boyfriend. It got commented to him, and he knew about the place. He told us, "Oh, if you want to, like it's there." Because I we only did it at home. It was just no, nothing, you know, that we would do. Like I thought of it to be some like a career or anything like that. But when he introduced it, I said, "Oh, sure, let me go try." You know, my mom actually was the one that took us there. He, my dad, did, wasn't really too involved in it like that much, but um, my mom was the one that took me, and she would go there and you know watch us and train and and um, and yeah, it's pretty much yeah. Um. So your mom was taking you there, mm-hmm. and she just wait for you during that time. Yeah, she would. He would train, wait for us to train, and she would just. She was just always my mom's my biggest fan. My mom, my little sisters, yeah. they're my biggest fans. So she would always go and just train and watch, make sure if we had like to cut weight or anything like that. Even now, till this day, like <laughs> if she sees me touching, she's like, "Are you supposed to be eating?" Right, that? Right. So she's just been very uh, supportive and very involved in my boxing always. What Thank was you, Myra? Thank you. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. What was her reaction at home dealing with, um, uh, you know, as a parent, you're always worried about the safety of your children. So, what was her reaction the first time she saw oh, you man. get touched I, up? Th- that's the funny part. Like the first time I remember, we did sparring, um, and I I got a black eye. Well, not the first time we did sparring, but the first time I got a black eye. I went home and I had one. And she was just like, "Oh no, you're not fighting again. Nope, you're not going back. You're not." And I'm like, Mom, but I'm going to. And I did. I, I didn't listen to her. I still I walked the next day to the gym, and I just trained. I was, she's like, but you're, I'm like, it's fine. Like, I'll be okay. Mm-hmm. But she didn't want me to continue at that time. At that point, it was only probably, I was only in there a couple, a few months. You know, of course, that's going to happen. But she was not okay with it. But. Yeah, yeah. I, and I, I could say that, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah. So walk us through what your first fight was like and how your mom was during that first fight. Oh my gosh! I remember my first fight. My first fight, I think it was the Junior Olympics. Um, I didn't know I was going to fight because we used to always go and win. And what age was this? I'm sorry. What age? Oh my goodness! This is so long ago. Fifteen. It was either sixteen, fifteen, or sixteen. Um, it was the Junior Olympics, I believe. Um, and I weighed in and everything, and they, you know, they didn't find an appointment for me, so I was like, oh, fine. I'm, I don't have to fight or anything. Um, and then. Um, like later on that they're like oh no yeah you're fighting you they found somebody and i was like oh like and i went with my whole team and no none of them fought i was the only one that was gonna fight i'm like oh my god it's gonna be my first fight i was like really nervous but uh once i got in there like the first punch that i was throwing i just went at it It the first time i got a bloody nose too and i just i couldn't like it was was just that experience and uh i I did lose that fight but i um i showed them i showed myself that i could do it i I was really scared but i still continued to do it and after that i was like oh i have to do this again like it's just too much it's just amazing so what was your mom like though oh my mom oh she was there she was there like she would um because it was a far away fight i believe it was i don't remember exactly where it was but it was we traveled for that fight and she was there like front row like her and my sister they're always there i'm telling you they're screaming they're the loudest ones like you you'll see so you can what hear was the funniest the thing you heard your mom oh yeah yeah my mom's over there she 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 knows a little bit about box she barely knows much but yeah. she still says what she can throw a punch she grab yeah. a hook or whatever she can so she <laughs> that's awesome. she's there always yeah that's amazing yeah. what were your immediate thoughts what was processing through your mind after that first loss i, I honestly i don't i don't really think i thought about much i was sad that i lost but it was more of like a um like oh snap like i'm i got it i did a fight like that was you know sparring and everything it, you can do so well there but when you get into the fight it's a, it's a lot different right, you know cause right. the, it's not your friend that you're sparring it's not someone so i was just like oh okay i i did i cried because i lost but um like i said i didn't feel like I lost that bad to her. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh my god, like I, I'm bad at it. I just felt like, oh, I lost, but I did really good, and like I made an impression on the people that were there. So that that helped a lot. Yeah. So did that determination just grow from that fight? Like, I need to get better. I know I can get better. 
Definitely. After that, like I, you know, knowing like when you lose it, it, it sucks a little bit. But knowing that you tried really, really hard, like that pushed me a little bit. I was like, okay, I did it. It's that that one initial like scare is out of the way. Now, like I know I can do it. Like, oh, I'm gonna go and try harder. And I did. I did. I trained harder. Lost more weight because it was. I think it was at 115 or something. But I lost my weight. I kept just training. I ran every day. And then instead of running at school, I would run at five in the morning before I go to school. And then I would run at school and then I would go train. And I, yeah, because I really like. I didn't. I didn't like. I didn't like how I felt to lose. But you know, I wanted to win, and mm-hmm. I did. I continued, and I, I won a lot of my fights. Yeah. So I was, I was going to ask, and you just answered some of it with the extracurricular running and so on. But how did you continue to balance that desire with going to school? Well, I mean, like I said, uh, that's all I did when I was younger. That so it was, I didn't really want to do anything else. I didn't mm-hmm. like I didn't. I know high school people go out and do stuff. I all I did is I went to school and I trained. My, we had a very strict family too, so. Yeah. Um, I, was, I didn't really go out to the movies or go out with friends. I didn't have much <laughs> any mm-hmm. friends. Um, even at the gym, I had some, but I was, just, I was too shy to have any. So all I did is just, just train. That's just what I wanted to do. Yeah, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's because that's, that's a tough age to mm-hmm. be so committed to something you're passionate to. Yeah. Most kids are concerned about the dance, the prom. Started oh, Sunday God, party. I hated all of that. <laughs> I didn't like it. I mean, I'm, I wasn't very girly. I mean, I'm, I'm now. I am, you know, growing up, being coming an adult and realizing who you are mm-hmm. and you know who you want to be. Like it's, yeah, I'm okay with it now. But I was really like a big tomboy. So like going out, you know, getting all dressed up, all you know, that was not, you know, nothing that I yeah. enjoyed to do. So it was, it was pretty easy. Like you know, it was. I like boxing. It gave right. me. It made me feel like that's like who I was, so I, was like, I didn't really need anything yeah, else. This, this is you. Yeah. Kept you out of trouble, too. It did. It, did. Right. <laughs> it sure did. Yeah. So, so when you're not boxing, now, what what do you do? What are you doing? Oh, like, well, for a living? Uh, or oh, for a living. I do cakes. I'm a cake decorator. So I, like, when I was in high school, too, I, le- I developed a love for it. So I, other than here, I'm at work doing that. Or with my family, but for work, I'm, that's what I do. I make cakes, and it's really hard right now. <laughs> so I was talking about this with Jason, as he told me uh, that, that you do work as a cake decorator. I said, is that is that a struggle for him to keep you away from just devouring you know, what you're baking at the shop? I don't think it's a struggle for him because he knows how much I want to do this, and he knows that I know the, the outcome if I do mess up and mm-hmm. do that. Um, so I don't think he, he worries too much. Is it a struggle for you? It's a struggle because, I mean, you do have to, like, when you sample it, you have to sample what right. you have there because you have to, you're putting the stuff. When you're making something different, you have to, you can't just be like, oh, you taste right, good. Right, you know, right. you have well, to. Well, I'll leave you our so. numbers. You could call us a taste test. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> I brought him some too, so I'm like, here, try. But it's, you know, it's a, yeah. just try a little bit and then you just, it's fine. So it's not too bad as far as that, but. I once this fight is done. I'm dead. That already shows you your willpower because mm-hmm. it would start off with a spoon test for me and then the whole bowl. Yeah, it, it, there's some stuff that are so good too, but yeah, I bet. <laughs> but you know you manage. You you figure out what you want more. Okay, so let's fast forward a bit. Um, you develop in high school. You have your first fight, Junior Olympics. You keep going, and then what? How did you envision? what life would be like after high school what would you how did you plan it and then what did you end up doing after high school? how I envisioned what, what life would be like after high school and I, you know would you continue to pursue boxing i honestly if i if i'm honest with you i didn't really see much much of a um a life outside like after like i didn't plan ahead mm-hmm. that's when um i was just i wasn't pre- i was not prepared for it like especially i wasn't really talked about it or anything like that I was just taught you know after school you get a job and you work and you get a husband get kids and you live what you saw but uh, so it kind of it was a little struggle a little bit to figure out like you know is this what I really want to do is it not like what am I supposed to do work you know because I wasn't prepared for it so no I didn't think about it like my journey in boxing actually now like it really started five years ago when I, I met him when he like really was like you can do it you know and a lot of people had told me that before but i just you know i wasn't confident enough in what i 
right. what I could do. You know, I didn't have the proper um, the proper team, the proper you know people behind sure. me. Speak speak to us about that some more because you're saying five years ago you went into this man, Jason Harrison. Mm-hmm. You start training again. But you were fighting already. In fact, we were just talking about some mm-hmm. fights you had in 2011 and 2015. Mm-hmm. Those are great fights, by the yeah. way. So it's almost like you were reborn again five years ago. Mm-hmm. Like your, your journey was reborn again. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. Well, before that, I was training. Like I said, I was just training. I never thought about turning pro. It was just something I did because I've done it for so long. And I loved it. That's who I was. But um, I was actually sparring, and I tore my ACL in 2015, I believe. Um, and I told my ASU and I just, I, it kind of shook me because I've never, ever like been, nothing's ever happened in the many years that I've been fighting and they're broken and nothing, nothing. So when I tore my ACL there, it kind of shook me a little bit and I just completely left boxing. I didn't, mm-hmm. I, I couldn't come to the gym for the next, it took me like two years or so that I, and I just, I kind of lost myself a little sure. bit. Because it's your time. first injury, but it's also a major injury. For, it was a, yeah, first major injury of my life and, um. But I still, you know, I still, I wasn't okay without it. So I, I came back, and that's when I met him, and he saw me there. I was like, because, ah. you know, when it's there, there, you're just like, I have to continue. And there's something inside of me that was like, this is what you need to do. Like, and I, and I did. I was happy there. You know, the workouts, they suck really bad. But, mm-hmm. but it made me feel good to be in here, and it made me feel like something inside of me. I'm like, this is me. You know, so I did, and I met him, and he saw me struggle. But, you know, softly. I, at that time, I still didn't see what I could do or who I could become in this um, this sport. Sure. Yeah, so, she'd be yeah. super modest, man. Like, Tati, when... So she had just coming off of this two-year, basically, hiatus from boxing, torn ACL, no real direction as far as, like, what you're supposed to do when you have a major injury as an athlete, right? Kind of like... Just like, okay, if you want to continue to do this, we'll be here when you heal type of deal, right? But no real push. And so I saw, and I, I had no idea who Tati was, um, and this is when we were training at Fight Corps, and Sean Sharkey had given me the opportunity to come in there and learn behind some really good boxing coaches, some really good boxers, and kind of help start like a, uh, a dedicated Muay Thai program to Fight Corps and train some of those guys to get interested. And so... I'm in there and I'm setting up some of the stuff for uh, some of the strength and conditioning that I do. And Tati walks in and I mean she's she's definitely a little bit bigger than what she is now, all right. And she she starts hitting the bag and I'm like, God damn, dude! I'm like, who's hitting like that? Because there's a couple pros in there that when they hit the pads, you know, you're like, all right, dude, it sounds like a, a sawed-off shotgun's going off in here, right? And then mm-hmm. she gets up there and she's probably at the time like 145 pounds and she's laying into the bag you know like damn this girl's like really got some pop or she really has some skill so i asked her i was like hey um you know what what's your goal like what do you what are you getting out of this because like you're i've never seen anybody just come in there and just without really warming up she gets on the rope she gets her hands wrapped and starts just laying into the bag i'm like what's your goal and she's like well you know i'm coming off an injury and she kind of tells me her story so i said okay you know you got any interest of allowing me to work with you for strength conditioning and that's that's pretty much how our you know coach and and um athlete relationship started and she just was dedicated day in and day out at the time tati was she was nannying she'd bring some of the kids that she had to nanny into the gym they got the chance to see her work out i mean she would be there in the morning and then if she could she'd make it in the evening but she had really kind of found a new spark in herself right like i used to have this saying like uh you know like you know helping ignite your intangibles right the thing like what she's talking about the thing that they can't take from her or she can't really get rid of she can't even reach into herself to pull it out right there is just this intangible thing for her that says boxing is what i need to be doing Mm -hmm. and so i could see that and i was like let me just give her a little bit of push and for her, she started grinding, and the next thing you know, we're going out. We're sparring every week. We're gonna go. We're sparring girls that are junior Olympians. We're sparring girls that are WBO champions, and like she's hanging with them, right? Like I can see where her holes are still, and she could feel it. But it's like, dude, you just took a two-year hiatus. You came back in like a good year worth of training, and you're back in it. Like I should feel good, and so she got the bug. 
And uh, so she went through, She, you know, she's going to say it in a little shorter way, but Tati's been grinding, man. And ever since she got that spark, she's never really looked back, right. never turned back. So. Well, the, the grind is obvious, first of all. I mean, you, you look, it, it kind of speaks to everything you're saying. Mm-hmm. You look really comfortable in there. I mean, that looks like a second home, if not a first home for you. But I do want to ask this. What made you gravitate towards Jason during that time? Well, for the guess. I don't know, like, he just, at that time I was going, like, I didn't, like, a lot of boxing too is a lot, a lot of mental for boxing, and I was going through a lot, like, trying to figure out, you know, after getting hurt again, I was going through PTSD, like, I didn't, I didn't even know what that was, and I was just like, do I really want to do this, do I not, do I, you know, what is it, but he, every time, like, so, uh, he, I don't know if he could see it in my face or what, but, like, I, after I would, like, go in there and train her, I wouldn't do the things he would tell me, because I would just be, like, stuck on something but because i was going through that he would just like call me and be like hey this is what this is like blah blah, blah and explained it and like because even after we, did, we were done training I, w- I would still continue to think about all these things after sparring or i cried so many times after sparring just go mm-hmm. like oh my god like what's going on what's going to mm-hmm. happen so he every time like without even me saying anything to him like i would be like okay bye coach like he would just call me like this is what this is this, you'll be fine you're not gonna die it's okay and for me that the fact that he nurtured that part of me that that was just like yeah this is what i need and, you know anything anytime i needed anything you know as far as you know mental wise like what like i didn't know he's very knowledgeable about the body and everything so i would say like pinky's hurting why is it hurting he would mm-hmm. tell me like this is what it is so he put that calm back and that, that i did that i um that i had back before i knew some like you can pretty much die in here mm-hmm. so he would be able to take me from this level to be like no no i can't do it to like here i got it it's fine i'm not gonna die things are fine so that for me was more than it he like i told him he's done so much for me in that aspect that it's just i i can't even when i was in georgia i was calling him like hey what's going on <laughs> this is what's happening you know he wasn't coaching me like i was like what's going what's going on and he went so right. that's what yes and he has this like calmness about him i don't know if you talk to him you're just like oh yeah, okay. Jason's like the uh, the fight whisperer. Mm-hmm. You know? Exactly. Um, and and you don't you don't know this. You wouldn't know this, but he's actually been talking you up since then. He's had high hopes and high praise for you for a really always, long yes, time. Yes, he always does it. Like sometimes I'm like, oh, I'm like, I feel like I'm I, I don't meet up to it, but like it's just like again, it's my own insecurity. Yeah, right. <laughs> but he he always does, and I thank him for that. He knows that. So how many fights together? Um, including some amateurs. I mean, we we only fought amateurs together like three fights maybe, mm-hmm. and then last year we did basically like a half a camp together. She called me. This is right before we had a baby, my wife and I, and she called me, and I could kind of tell because she was like, "Hey, um, I got this fight. It was in November, right?" Mm-hmm. And she was like, "I got this fight, and a good friend of hers couldn't." couldn't make it because she was having a baby too right and i could kind of tell where the conversation was going like oh she's gonna want me to like corner her right but she never asked she would she called me on the phone kind of like how she normally she called me every like couple weeks or like once every few weeks just to tell me what was going on and stuff and how how training was going because i wanted to know right and because this is while tati was in atlanta atlanta yeah and um so she had called me and told me what was going on, and I'm like, okay, you know. I said, well, if if it's not, then you just you don't fight. Like you can't go in there with no coach, right? And so then I hang up the phone, and I kind of look at my wife, and I'm like, hey, I think Tati wants me to go <laughs> to South Carolina to go and corner, right? And my wife's like, what? Like you know, like baby's almost here, and did I'm like, babe, I understand, I get it, you know. But she's like, corner me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, exactly, man, dude. It was that it was a death so stare. Bad. It was a death stare, you know. But my wife is so understanding because she knows she knows what Tati and I've been through since mm-hmm. I've been with my wife. Tati's always been there, right? Mm-hmm. So like, she knows on the day to day what we're showing up and doing. She knows what we're doing right now. So she's like, okay, tell me what the plan is, right? And I'm like, okay. Here's a plan. And so then I text Tati, and I was like, hey, um, do you want me to come out to South Carolina? She's like, I didn't want to ask you, but, (laughs) man, that would be so amazing if you could. And I'm like, okay, just give me the details. And so that was our first pro, because our goal together has always been to get Tati. But I'm going to interrupt, because you already knew 
Because I mean that's 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 his character too, right? So you already knew you were gonna go anyway. That's that's how you I are. Was, I was gonna, gonna go. Let someone I was down gonna like go, that. but my but you know what? My wife would have been able to stop me just because you know she was pregnant and she was like the next like couple weeks we had our baby, right? right? So it wasn't like I'm just gonna go because I know it's right and I've been doing this. I I wouldn't have been able to go with a clear conscience and like a clear head. If I didn't have that taken oh, care of, of course, yeah, of course. and so support. you got to have that, right? And so I, she's understanding that, and I'm telling her, right, like same thing now is that I want you to be able to go into these fights and these competitions with a good, clean mind, a good, clear head, because she has a lot that is going on, and you take that in with you, right? When you talk about somebody like her who has been in boxing most more than most people have been in any career that they've had. You are coexisting with this boxing. Your life is coexisting with boxing. So anything that happens in life, you carry with you in boxing. Anything that happens in boxing, you carry over with you in life. But obviously life is such a bigger grand scale that it has more effect in your boxing than your boxing does in your life mm-hmm. sometimes. And so for her and for me, it was always important that Tati knew that you can do this like you are better than a lot of these girls that you're going to go see but the only person that will stop you is you right it's the processing of information it's the being able to go in there and do what you know how to do what you've learned how to do over the last 15 plus years but sometimes that mental gets in the way of that right so it was very important for me if I'm telling her stuff like this that I do the same thing. So I had to get the okay from my wife. Like, hey, I need you to be okay with this so I can go out there and give her the proper attention so that way she's going in there here to go fight this girl who, I mean, was pretty damn good. You know what I mean? Tati, she's, she's never taken an easy fight. Tati's path has been for trying to catch lightning in a bottle. Right? And... There's a couple reasons for that. For one, Tati's not young anymore. She's not in her early stages of boxing. She's in her prime stage of boxing. And if we don't do something to try to get ahead of the game, then we're just constantly falling behind. Mm-hmm. And so with that, Tati took this fight. I didn't set up this fight for her, but it was a good matchup uh, in all honesty. But this girl, this was her seventh fight. This was Tati's second pro fight, mm-hmm. right? So this girl had seven and Tati, this was her second one. And through the negotiations, Tati pushed this girl to do six rounds, right? Like in the contract, it had to be rewritten as we're doing six rounds, not four rounds. You're not going to just blitz us because Tati is she has a very high IQ without even realizing how high her IQ is. But it just takes a second for her to kind of get going. And so one thing we're trying to do is flip that right for Tati. But this last fight, she fought uh, this girl, Ashley Siente, Siente, and Ashley was good, man. She was sharp. She was through. We knew she was going to throw good punches, good combinations. She had good footwork, right? But we also knew she was going to be having to avoid a lot of what Tati could do because Tati hit a lot harder than this girl did. Mm-hmm. So we went in there with that and only a couple weeks really of planning. Like mm-hmm. we looked at this girl's film and we'd just be on the phone talking, like, hey, this is what I see. This is what do you see? Like, make sure you're looking at this. Like, this is a big thing for her. Watch film. You have to, right? You have to. And um, so she went in there and gave that girl every bit of work she could, right? We ended up losing on the decision, but it's very important that we take from what that was and are able to grow because before in fights, some of the things that I saw with Tati with Ashley, I didn't see in her fights before. And I'm like, there's something different, right? She's kind of out here. Something just clicked for her, Mm -hmm. right? And What is it? What what do you think it is? I really, <laughs> when I was telling her, like, that the fight, I just, I, I wasn't scared to be, like, get, I mean, as a fight, again, you're always scared to get hurt and get hit in there. But after I got hit that, I, I took a knee, and I got up, and my body just reacted and said, oh, no, we're going to finish this fight. We're not going. I, that opened up. I was like, oh, yes, I, this, no, I got it. I can't. So that's, yeah. that for me was one thing. I mean, it was just something that I'm like, okay, I thought, I, I know it's not, like, I just thought it was super cool that I could just like bounce back and be like, okay, let's yeah. go. Because it, it showed me what my body and what my mind can do. So, What would you call it? Would you call that like uh, just fighting maturity? Uh, yeah, I guess you could say that. Yeah, just like 
I would say just like realize how much I love it and how mm-hmm. I, like just the love for it makes me just push harder. Yeah. yeah. So let, let's rewind really quick because I think I caught something when you called Jason for that South Carolina fight. You also just had a baby. No, that's no, 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 no. I knew. Oh. Her, so she had uh, <laughs> yeah. another friend that was going to possibly corner her. Got it. And but that, at that oh, time, that yeah. individual was yeah. having okay. a baby. No. And so, <laughs> and so she was kind of like, man, she's really close. Yeah. You're really close, but. We've always been, you know, there for her to be like, mm-hmm. okay, yeah, we got you, right? And so, again, it was just like I had to hang up the phone, have a real last conversation with my wife, and then I was able to call her back because, she, again, she still hadn't asked me. And then when we hung up the phone, it's not like she knew that I was going to call her or text her back and say, hey, do you want me to be in your corner? When we ended the conversation, it was kind of like, this is what you should do if this happens. This is what you should do if that happens. Mm-hmm. And that yeah. was that, right? Awesome. So when you found out he was going to be in your corner, how did that make you feel was, entering that fight? I was like, whew, I felt relaxed. I felt good because I was stressing that I didn't have anybody at that time. So when I called him and I, I felt bad at first because, you know, I was his wife and I'm like, oh, my God. That's why I never asked him. But once he said he was, I was like, yeah, I'll be all right. I just felt fine. All right. Mm-hmm. That's one less challenge at that point. No, like I said, he just gives such a calmness to me mm-hmm. that I know that I'm going to be okay and like. That's all I need. I'm like, thank yeah. you. It was amazing, yeah. But I mean, what was your confidence level? Confidence-wise, yeah, I, I was fine. I was like, I'll be all right. That's what I said. Like when, when we were in there together, yeah, we hadn't been training for that long together because I was all the way over there training. He was here. But just the fact that like we had had you know, all those years before I went out to, to Georgia, we had that connection. I was like, I'll be okay. Okay, he knows me, who I am, and how I can fight, and that's all I needed. It was just... Okay. What else? Yeah. I mean, and I just want to point one thing. So she talked about when we first met, she tore ACL. She also tore ACL again in sparring after our years of training. Mm-hmm. This is probably like when she did this, man, she, it was such like a, just like a, just a random. Same knee? Thing, other uh, knee. Other same knee. Way. <laughs> Both sparring. But I mean, she was she was tearing this girl down and like yeah. to a point where I was like, Oh, she might knock this girl out in sparring or like drop her. Right. And she just ran into like a awkward job and an awkward foot placement. Mm-hmm. And then her knee just popped. And I was like, Oh my God. And like my heart just sank for her because I was just yeah. like, it was right when we were like really starting to get in. things together. Like yeah. we we're trying to get in then, but so talk us through that process. You mentioned PTSD from the first one. Now you've recovered. The second one happens. How does that knock the one out of you? The second one, you know, now at that time I was really upset. I was like, just always happens to me. Like, why? I was more like taking the like the the oh feeling sorry for myself for like why this has happened. Now that I, you know I've you know been able to see and kind of rethink about everything, it was I just feel like God. It was like it's not it's not time yet. Just mm-hmm. waiting. Like you're still not doing things how you're supposed to. Because I mean, as fighter, you outside life, you know, I was still wasn't. I was training really hard, but I wasn't training or really giving the sport the respect that it needed. So it was. I felt now that God was like, you know what? Like let me, let me. You need to, you need some more time to really see if you, this is what you want to do. Mm-hmm. So that's what I feel like. What happened? So I'm like. So after that fight, I, I the recover because my first fight with the recovery wasn't. This, it was not how. I was just like whatever. It's just, I didn't. You didn't give yourself you know, enough time. I was such a different. I was like whatever. But this fight, like um, even when uh, before we after that happened, we before I got surgery, we were still training. We were still doing. So it taught me like okay, if you really want to, really have to like work really hard to do it. So even when we had you know before we got surgery and after we were still training and I was still trying harder to get recovery. So this one took me about two years. This one took me a year. But just the difference in that because I knew that that's what I wanted. After that was the that was what we were talking about as far as the support and push she needed to get healthy because yeah, if and I'll be honest with you, if we didn't push her, she would have let that take probably another year and a half, two years too. Mm-hmm. In all honesty, I already knew it, but um, it was very important to me to show Tati like, hey, listen. There is a right way to do this, and you can recover from this within nine months and be fighting again mm-hmm. in 12 months. And she's like, no, I don't think so. And I'm like, yes, you can. I said, it's a different way of doing it. And one of the biggest things was, like, pushing for her to get a surgery date. 
Mm-hmm. And I'll never forget, she called me either you were out of state or I, I was out of state. state. It was you actually that kept you kept pushing me, like, call the guy. Because it was also during, like, COVID and people weren't really doing, mm-hmm. you know, surgeries. And then he's like, call the guy, tell him, because you know, they were trying to push me back. He's like, tell him that this is your job, tell him that something, because you need to get that done. And I'm like, fine. So after he said that, I did. I called him. I was like, you know, because it was my job. I needed to get it done. So um, he, they did. They got me in. I called. I got a surgery. I had to come back from my because uh, I was visiting my friend in, in New York at that time. So then um, I, uh, I, call, I told him I got the day. I had to fly back early just so that I could get it, get everything done. And we did. If not, they would have probably held me off for another for, for six, six months. I don't know how much longer. But. This this was during COVID, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was it was a really tough time to get surgery yeah. as well. She was calling every day. Yeah. And she yeah. Go, no, they keep telling me. I said, "Doesn't matter." <laughs> Just keep calling them, right? And yeah. I was just like, you will get to somebody, and somebody, they'll get tired of hearing your voice at some point. Yeah. At the end, I already kind of knew to. the guy, dude. Like, he was already, oh, okay, talk to me still. I'm like, come on. Like, this is so I got to know him, so because I call him all the time. <laughs> that's uh, that's Jason's risk management workers' comp experience, paying day right 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 there. Hey, I told him that. I said, hey, man, I know how these cats work, dude. Just keep calling them. I was like, just trust me. Just trust me. Just keep calling The doctors during that time, they wanted to perform surgeries, you know. Uh, it, it was just they didn't know how they they were going to get through it just trying to get an operating room during covid it was it was really tough mm-hmm. but i'm i'm happy that it, you guys were able to get that done yeah thank god that's awesome me. i would just let it, i would just let it be but again thanks to mr jason here yeah we two acl her. surgeries those are tough i had two acl surgeries yeah. as well and oh, i know that the, 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 yeah i know the ptsd part too it's it's, it's it just, a trip, it, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, it lingers and it messes with your head, but mm-hmm. for you to overcome that mentally, that's uh, that's huge. What do you What do you do for that now? For that PTSD aspect, is there like a a routine? Do you meet with someone? Um, I, I've did so much, like so much in the past, and now I don't even think about it anymore. Good. because uh, and if I'm. I do realize the power of your body and your mind and how you can either like pick yourself up or just kind of stay there so I just I don't even think about it and if I do I'm well we'll just recover again we'll be fine be okay life goes on you just do what you gotta do right well you two certainly have a great partnership from both just from speaking to you guys and also from observation so let's talk about this now you're right in the middle the end stage of your fight camp because that's Mm -hmm. June 9th right yeah so you're right Next there. Week. Uh, yeah. Walk us, both of you, talk us through this fight camp. What are, what are you, what are you working on? How's the, what are the workouts look like, and how close are you to being ready right now? I feel like I'm pretty ready. Like mentally, emotionally, I'm ready. Physically, I'm ready. You know, we're we're ready. You ready? Waiting. Like, I'm just like, is it the ninth already? Like, yeah, exactly. Now you just want it to happen. Yeah, I just want it to happen. I just want it to, you know, just get, you be able to do it. Because now I'm just, just waiting and everything's mm-hmm. pretty set. It's been an intense camp, though, I will tell you. Like, it's not, hasn't been the easiest one. Like, I was telling him the other day, I was like, this is some serious stuff. Yeah. <laughs> serious stuff. And I've, um, I've had to pull a lot out of myself to get to this point now but not even though it's as you saw like it's still it's really hard but i i think about it and i'm like i'm okay i'm not gonna die it's okay (laughs) so as a fighter do you like getting hit first or you like hitting first i don't like getting hit first i don't like getting hit at all but (laughs) i like to be i'm an aggressive fighter so i like to go forward um yeah and that's what really makes this fight i mean um the girl that she is competing against is is decent too, and she has a similar story to Tati. Um, they both stopped boxing for a while because, again, life, right? You coexist in life with this boxing thing, and I think she stopped like 10, 15 years. Obviously, she's not stopped training, right? She still trains, but um, she stopped for a while, right? And then came back because she kind of saw what women's boxing was turning into because Tati was younger in boxing when this other girl was younger in boxing. Women's boxing still doesn't get the recognition that it should, but it's starting to get traction. There are still some people that are just like, yo, I just, we don't touch it yet. But there are a lot of guys like this 360 boxing promotions with Tom Loeffler and their crew. I mean, they're just, they're putting these women on and saying, hey, there are girls here to showcase and there are women here that can put on good shows. And this is going to be one that is that. 
because this girl likes to come forward. They know that Tati likes to come forward, and they've both got the amateur experience, right? Tati has over 30-something amateur fights. This girl has, she had a quite an amateur career when she was competing. So they both grew up in the game. And a lot of these women that they're competing with in these fights didn't really grow up in the game. They, they kind of came across it later on in life and show talent. Some of these girls got natural talent, but it, there is no natural talent to compensate for the experience that these girls have. And that's just what it comes down to. And now you got two girls with really good experience, deep amateur careers. They've gone through this, the life of boxers, right, where you're trying to overcome all these things that are happening outside the ring. And now they're both back in it and trying to represent women's boxing. So for both of these women to be out here televised and showcasing their skills and saying, instead of sitting on the couch and being one of the people that are like, man, that was me back, I could, man, back in the right. day, I would take, right? They're really taking it and putting it showcased for everybody to see. And that is really what needs to happen for women's boxing. And it's starting to happen more and more. Um, and, you know, mm-hmm. she deserves every bit of recognition that she gets. I know she doesn't feel it yet. But, again, you've put a lot of work into this game. So you deserve to go out there and showcase your talent, mm-hmm. right? So, mm-hmm. yeah. So how do you see this fight playing out in your head? How do I see it? <laughs> yeah. Yes, I haven't really... Um, wanted to think about it yet like I just know what I I know what I can do and I'm I really don't want it to go four rounds but I mean <laughs> I want to end what's that mean Tati? that means I'm, <laughs> <laughs> that means like I plan on just I just ending early that's, that's in my head that's, that's, what, that's, that's what, what I'm saying yeah because I know I'm strong and I just I'm never confident but I, I this time I just home early that's all <laughs> yeah i think that's that's the goal right just yeah. get in there and, yeah, and that's what we're don't working leave it to on. the judges yeah yeah right? no I, and i don't i'm not going to like that's it that's where I, we always come in with all our fights like there was in hard we're like i just leave it to i'm not trying to do that there you go like and if, if it does go for i'm gonna make it undeniable that i that i won so I, that's that's to me that's like the the best mindset for a fighter mm-hmm. in any any combat sport because you're all alone in there. I mean, yeah, you do have your corner people, but yeah. you know, you let someone get in there subjectively, then it turns into something else. So, yeah, and that's that's Tati, like to the T. It's her right there. She she knows in her heart what she wants to do and what she's gonna do, but she also doesn't want to disrespect the other fighter, right? She feels right. like I don't want to be mean or say something, but it's not being mean, right? <laughs> no. She knows how much work she's yeah. putting in, and I always tell her, hey somebody's got to pay for all this work it's time to go cash that check right like we're not in here busting our ass for nothing not to say that we're going to be mediocre we're in here busting our ass because we know what it takes to even get an opportunity to win right it's all the things that she does here just gives her a chance it's not to say that's why she wins it just gives you a fair chance so she has to believe that everything she's doing gives her a chance to go in there and execute on what she believes that she can do and so sometimes she takes that as being arrogant, but it's not. You're believing in yourself, right? You have to because all this work has to be for something, right? That's uh, that's Sun Tzu. That's the art of war. Preparation, planning, execution. Those three are supposed to win the battle, right? So if you do those three, there's no wrong in being confident in your preparation for, for that battle. But I do want to ask this, though, and Jason touched on this. What does it feel like for you to be a representative of women, women's sports, women's boxing? Because you are. Mm-hmm. So what, what does that feel like? It has to feel good. It, like, <laughs> at first it was a little like, I don't want to, but because I've just like the confidence one. But now, like I, you know, having everything that I've had to deal with to get to where I'm at, I'm like, yeah, like it feels good to like be able to, you know... I, you know, have people see like, yeah, I started really young, and I, but I'm still doing it. So to be a motivation to to even the the girls here, it, to me, I'm like, all right, great, and I, I like it because it's it just it feels good to be able to yeah. to do that for them. Because I remember when I was younger, I don't there was no girls at the gym, there was only boys, but I looked up to them because I'm like, oh my god, they're the pros. They're like, I want I would look at them and try to fight like them because that, that's all that was there up there, and I was others are cool so not to be that uh, and it's kind of dawning on me now like to be that now for the girls like it feels really good you know because then it makes me think of that and like earlier and like I can you know get 
back then they were they were you know they were nice and everything but they i didn't really like talk to them a whole lot but now to be able to be here and actually you know um interacting with them and talking to them they can see like you know it's easy it's not like it means hard the hard work but it's it's um it's okay. it's, it's just it's anybody could do it and some yeah. something that i didn't get when i was younger i right. didn't think that this was achievable at all right. so now like for me to do that i'm like yeah i, I could make it easier for them and, like so they can see that it's they can do it like right. they got everything all they got to do is just do it you know right i mean that's exactly mm-hmm. why people have heroes so then they can reach for those goals so that's that's mm-hmm. what you're doing and uh you know my question was directed at how you felt to be um an example for women's boxing, women's fighting, but you are an example for all this whole this whole area. You're representing Pittsburgh, you know that, that it's on your back, yeah. and I think this is an area that's really hungry to root for someone. So. It's been nice, actually. Like a lot of people from Pittsburgh that are seeing that I have known me since I was little, they're they're like really excited for me. So it feels good, you know, for them to see that. We yeah. <laughs> got it. But yeah, it feels good. Awesome. So. Our show here is called the Second Half, mm-hmm. um, and, and I'm going to I'm going to see this without putting too much on it. You're kind of at the second half in terms of your boxing career, but this is also when you've just turned pro. What are your plans after this fight? Because I'm confidently going to say you're going to walk away from this fight smiling. So what what's it? What's next after this? After this fight, well, boxing wise, well we. We have a few things like that, um, but we're not really thinking right now. We're focusing more on our mm-hmm. fighting, but um, this fight right now. But we'll, we'll see what 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 else they have because I know after this fight there will be a lot more for us to do. But for now, we're just focusing on on this one. We are really awesome. It was very very eye opening for me, uh, especially watching you train. Um, that warm up was because we were talking on the side. Like you think you can hang in there? I was like, not at all. <laughs> no way. There's no way I'd be able to hang with her. I maybe two rounds tops, but not. What did yeah. you guys warm up for? Ten? Uh, yeah. So we usually do ten rounds on pads. I mean, like that's her. It's not really a warm up. That's her. That's her finish. It's almost like her. It's conditioning, right? Because yeah. we condition to get in shape, right? Outside the ring, but. When you're on pads, you're conditioning for what you're going to do in the ring, right? Because you can do all the sprints. You can run all the miles you Mm -hmm. want to. When you have to hold your hands up and when you have to fire and you have to move your head and move your feet, it's a whole different type of conditioning, right? So it's like somebody who runs on land to to go compete in a swim, like a swim meet, right? You still got to swim at some point. So we make sure that we get our rounds in, in there because it's just as important, if not more important, than just conditioning, right? So it was that for, mental game too. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's processing, right? For for me, and even the way that I used to train, we always condition, and then we would do our pad work or sparring. And I know some guys have different theories on that philosophies, and the only reason why that's my philosophy is because that's what I did, and it worked for me, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so it also made it to where as close as you can get to being in there and having to process information while being tired. It's one thing to process information when you're not tired. Everybody's going to know who you are when you are tired, right? Mm-hmm. That's when you find out what kind of fighter you are. Because at some point, you're going to get tired. I don't know anybody who's in there, unless you're knocking fools out in the first round. I don't know anybody in there that has to go in there and doesn't come out somewhat tired, right? So you have to find out who you are when you're tired. Uh, but it's a fine line. So that is something that we do especially towards the end of the camp, you wear on pads, you must touch 10 rounds, right? Whether it's at the end of conditioning, if we're only in here once a day or if we're in here twice a day, if she has a day off, we'll give her a break in between and then she comes back and finishes out pads. Sometimes she'll get, like if she comes in during the weekend, she has to work, do her conditioning, she gets like an hour off and then at 6.30 we do pads, right? So she just knows that that's just what we have to do. Some days are tougher than others. That's just how it goes, right? Some days you feel better than others, but some days we just say that it's mental day, right? right? It's a mental toughness day because you have to do it no matter what. And you have to know what it feels like to have to go through a mental day because you don't know if in a fight you're going to show up like that. Yeah. Like, oh, shit, this is okay. All right. But you have to practice working yourself out of that kind of stuff. And so <laughs> as you guys kind of saw today, it wasn't even a mental toughness day. It's more so of a processing information after you just got done doing all this other stuff, right? How can you process what I'm asking you? 
And a lot of times when I give her direction, it's, it's very stern and very firm because of the seriousness of what she's doing. Right. And it's not me coming down on her, but it's definitely me like being like, listen, this is a dangerous sport. And if I can't get it through to you in here, mm-hmm. somebody's going to get it through to you and they won't be as nice as me. Right. So what I tell her is that the only difference between really what she's been doing as an amateur and what she's about to do as a pro is how fast she can process information. Mm-hmm. What data can you take in when you're in there and then come back to the corner and say, OK, I know what she's doing and then go in there and execute. So that's why we do that that way, because she has to be able to do it under those conditions. Right. And it's easy. It's right. not as easy as everybody thinks. It's not easy at all. And then hearing you talk about it, processing data while you're in there with a dangerous person, yeah. that's almost impossible for a lot of people to even comprehend. Um, I, I was just going to see this. Harold and I were talking about this as you're getting ready or, or doing your, uh, your rounds in here. It's amazing how, as casual fans, you see the fight. And whether it's a four-round, six-round, or a 12-round fight, all you see from the casual fan's perspective is that. Oh, these two fighters are right here. They don't realize that people like you, yourself, are training your ass off in here, doing this murderous stuff in there with a coach like Jason going at you and that in itself deserves um, a lot of credit and accolades and I want to leave you with this what do you have to say for any young fighters um, who are trying to come up any any words for them words of advice wisdom any for any young fighters that are trying to do this I'm, just believe that you can do it and you will like if you in your mind believe that you can do it nothing, nothing's going to stop you your mind is a powerful thing Running all the courts, SF to the town Dad pause, now we just running our mouths Barbershop talk, rocking the spot Got you thinking these opinions all coming in hot Lifelong bond has the convos flow Time just goes, constant growth Straight from the base, spreading knowledge and laughs Listen up, show love, homie, it's the second half